people are hurting right now and we need to talk about it and make sure that people are getting the help that they need. Welcome to season three of Confident with me, Sherry West, and my fearless daughter, Olivia. This season, we're going to talk with some fierce, unapologetically ambitious women about what it means to be an inclusive leader. Are you ready? Okay, first I just have to say that we're, we've got a new start to our podcast in the spirit of our culture that embraces failure and recognition, recognizing that we all have to fail forward, right? We all have to realize that sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. We've decided to start off, oh, I'm going to start over, in three, two, one. Episode seven, Mental Health Happy Hour. Liv, I just love that blooper in the beginning. <laughs> That's our way, right? Failing forward. Sometimes we win and sometimes we learn. That's right. Well, I'm learning so much um, right now, this journey with Live Girl. And today um, on the Confident Podcast, we're taking a different approach for today's episode, actually, yeah. because today we're going to talk about a current event for the entire episode, because yes, it's that important. And Rather than interview an expert, we're inviting you, our listeners, to join in as Olivia and I talk about mental health. And, you know, I did some research in preparation for this episode, and here are some real recent headlines that really stood out to me. Children's mental health is a national emergency. Gender and race intersect with mental health disparities in local youth. Eating disorders increase among teens during pandemic. Suicide attempts among adolescent girls surged more than 50% during pandemic, CDC says. I mean, these headlines are heartbreaking, Olivia. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, and we're certainly hearing a lot about mental health through the Live Girl community. In record numbers, girls and young women are coming to us with stress, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation. So Olivia and I decided to take on this topic and do some investigative reporting. And this is right up Olivia's alley because uh, those of you, some of you may know Olivia is a college freshman and she now writes for the Daily Pennsylvanian. Woo! Yes. Shout out <laughs> to the independent newspaper at UPenn. Um, and so I actually posed a question to our high school senior fellows, and I asked them, how has the pandemic affected your mental health? And their immediate and visceral responses flooded our group chat. And I should note that out of seven young women, these are all seven high school seniors, four are women of color, and three have lost a close family member to COVID. And um, again, heartbreaking. We're just going to share some of their very real comments and, and stories with you. Yeah. So again, these are comments from the Live Girl Fellows. During the pandemic, I isolated myself from my friends and I found it difficult to re-engage. I've also suffered waves of anxiety since the pandemic began. I lost my father to COVID and not being around family and friends was so hard. I couldn't grieve. It definitely took a toll on my mental health. I felt trapped in my own head. As someone who thrives being around other people, it was hard to keep myself in good spirits. While we're taking ba baby steps back to normalcy, 
I am still trying to undo all the damage the pandemic has caused. I lost several family members to COVID. Due to my self-isolation and my inability to grieve properly, I now feel anxious when doing simple tasks. Again, these are heartbreaking testimonials, Liv, and I just want to thank Ayanna, Brianna, Ella, Lori, Richa, Stella, and Taylor for so bravely sharing their truth and really opening up. Um, and that's part of this mental health conversation, right? Is we need to we need to get through the stigma and normalize people are hurting right now and we need to talk about it and make sure that people are getting the help that they need. So thank you, thank you, ladies, for, for sharing your stories. Um, Liv. Yeah, and these stories, I mean, they're not unique stories either. I see people all around me struggling with mental health, you know, from back in my senior year in high school, that was, you know, completely different because of COVID to now in my freshman year of college. It's tough out here and it's, it's hard to cope and it's hard to reach out for help. And it's hard to feel like you're able to live your true self in this world right now. Yeah. I mean, great points live. And I just hope that everyone out there that's hurting knows that there are resources and we'll be providing lots of resources in our episode notes. Um, cause we want to make sure yeah. that people get connected with mentors and resources, um, to help them through this, but Liv, can you talk from a personal standpoint, how you cope with stress and anxiety? I mean, like you said, you just kind of went, you lost a lot during your senior year, um, to COVID and, you know, just getting through that college application process and transitioning to college. So maybe just maybe some, what you're doing could help some others. How, How do you cope? Yeah, for sure. I was fortunate enough to not lose a family member to COVID. But as you said, I mean, this pandemic, first the quarantine, and now this very weird life that has become our new normal um, has definitely affected my mental health. And it's caused me to have to, you know, kind of get out there and figure out how I could get out of my own head. Um, I found my, I found it really helpful to get outside, you know, go on walks um, because otherwise it felt like I was waking up, rolling over, turning on my laptop for zoom classes and basically, you know, stuck in my room, in my bed even. Um, so, you know, getting outside, going on a walk, going on a run um, was really helpful for me. Um, Another thing that I did, which I found to really enjoy was to bake. Um, I thought that- Liv is the best baker in the world. (laughs) You gotta try her apple cake, folks. I found that that not only was that a really good outlet for me to like focus on something besides like what was going on in my head, but also when I baked and I got to share that with family and friends, like that brought me joy and that brought like my family joy. Um, And so it reinforced that sense of community. Um, And on that point, I really found that it, it, you know, like it was a forced isolation and that forced isolation, um, kind of became like, they became the normal. So it became more of a self-isolation, um, even as we were transitioning out of quarantine. 
Um, and I found that I had to take mindful steps and make the decision to surround myself with people who made me feel good and who uplifted myself. And um, I took that and I still continue to do that um, it, with the transition to college as well. You know, I've had to find um, a new community to that, you know, reflects my values and, you know, pushes me outside of my comfort zone, sure, but also makes me feel safe and valuable and wanted. Liv, any advice? I've heard this from many young women that because they've been in, in quarantine and isolation for so long, they're finding it very difficult to re-engage socially. Um, and that's, that's to be expected, right? Because it's like muscles atrophy if you don't use them. And we haven't been using our social muscles. So for what sure, advice yeah. do you have in that regard? Yeah, no. And I mean, I get that. I mean, sometimes it feels like just constant loops of small talk, even like painful small talk, but it really does take building first. I think you have to kind of start on a small scale because getting right back into huge events and like big groups of people, like even if it's completely COVID safe, you're you're not going to necessarily feel socially comfortable, you know, and I think it's taking baby steps outside of your comfort zone. Um, maybe go and sit coffee with one friend, you know, or one, it just has to be, it has to be an acquaintance, you know, and start to build those relationships. Um, and then you can maybe have a bigger group. Um, but yeah, getting comfortable, just one small step at a time. That's great advice. And and what about, so you, Liv, I, I admire and, and I've watched you cope with the stress in a, in, a, in a positive, healthy way, but when do you know when you should ask for help and how do you ask for help? Yeah, that's, it's tough. I think that's, I mean, dealing with mental health issues is obviously incredibly difficult and taking that step of asking for help or knowing when to ask for help is scary, right? It's terrifying because it does. So, I mean, it feels like maybe the world is against you and maybe it feels like you are completely alone, but you just have to know that you are not alone and that people want to help. Adults want to help. Um, if you reach out to one trusted adult, I mean, I know that in, in the live girl community, anyone will help you. Anyone like wants to help you so badly and maybe they might not have the resources to help you you know like not every live girl mentor is a licensed therapist and can't doesn't know the exact right thing to say but they can connect you with someone who can help you and taking that step of asking for help although it is scary and it's a huge step it's so necessary and you won't regret it I agree. And I just want to underscore what you said that adults do want to help. And, yeah. and, you know, think of it as, um, you know, part of leadership too, of building your support network. Right. And it's, really. it's reaching out to the adults in your life, whether it be a parent or teacher or coach or someone that you work with mm -hmm. um, or a live girl mentor, all of these adults can be part of your support network and, and they do want to help. Um, at the same time, I just want, Liv, I want everyone to know that it's okay to, if you're hurting, it's okay to cry. It's okay to distance yourself yeah. or do whatever you need to do to bring yourself comfort. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and do recognize the difference between good and, and bad stress and anxiety. I mean, there's some level of stress and anxiety that actually is a part of life and can be good. I think of it as like a warning system. So like when I've got that nervous feeling in my stomach, it's like my body's signal saying, Hey, there's something going on. It's an opportunity for me to pause and say, what's going on. That's causing me this stress and anxiety. Oh, I know. Cause I have a large you know, presentation that I have to give tonight. And so that's a good, healthy thing that my body's trying to, to warn me, but bad anxiety is not good. That's where it's crippling you. It's crippling your daily life, or it's crippling you from getting out of the house and re-engaging socially. Um, and that's really where, you know, where you really need to raise your hand and ask for help. And also definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, if you feel any urge to hurt yourself or others, it's time to, it's time to ask for help. Definitely. And that is so important. I mean, knowing that difference, it, it is sometimes, you know, it can feel like a slippery slope. And sometimes you look back on your stress and anxiety and you're like, how did I get here? But yeah, taking that step of asking for help and knowing when to do that is incredibly important along with those other individual coping, personal coping mechanisms. Yeah. Liv, you're so wise. Are you sure you're only 18? <laughs> I learned from the best. Uh, okay, so we called this episode Mental Health Happy Hour because we want to end on a happy note because, you know, taking care of yourself can be fun too. I mean, yes, I'd love to hear your your suggestions, the best, your, your, your you know, what you do for fun, Liv, what you do for fun to take care of yourself. Yeah, I think my favorite thing is, as I said, I love to get outside and I love to go outside and walk around campus and just like the dogs. There are so many dogs on campus and like everyone loves it if you just go up and they're like, and I'm like, can I pet your dog? And they're like, of course, like that's why we, that's why we brought the dog to campus. We want the college kids to pet our dogs. And I, I mean, that, that dog therapy is so important for me. Um, and just, but just remember that's not Lucy. You're, I know, I know Lucy it's, is, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's as a West dog, family but... <laughs> golden doodle and she is the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, like take, like, that's just like one example, but I always have to make sure that I'm not working myself too hard and I'm taking those study breaks. Like last night I was doing a lot of work and then I was like, okay, like I need a break and I need to go out there and do something else. Otherwise I'm going to drive myself crazy. And so my roommate and I, we went and we went to a hall event that was painting pumpkins and it's just doing stuff like that. And at first we thought that we weren't going to be able to go because we had so much work to do, but then we just realized that like we had to prioritize our mental health and we had to stop and go do something that was maybe not conventionally productive, but very fun and don't regret it at all. That's awesome. And watching a movie, I know you're a big Avengers fan, Liv, um, with the yeah. Eternals coming out and That's very binging show. Netflix is one of my favorite, uh, my self-care breaks. Yeah. Um, we just, just live and I, Ted Lasso, right? oh, but Shit's Creek is still our all-time oh, favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ted Lasso is awesome. <laughs> so is The Maid and the show Physical. I love that one. Um, so there's lots of fun things you can do for, to take care of yourself. And, and I would just encourage everyone not to think of it as a nice to do, but a must do. I mean, yes, that has absolutely. to really come first. Cause it's like, you, everyone knows the analogy when you're on an airplane 
if an airplane is crashing, you, you got to put the oxygen mask, mask on yourself first, right? Before you can help anyone else. So think of mental health and self-care as a must do. Yeah. Um, and I'll just end by saying that we've got a lot of resources that we've gathered for folks to support mental health. There's a mobile crisis service line, um, a national suicide prevention line in the program notes. And we also are going to be linking to our Live Girl You're Not Alone page, which has a plethora of resources for folks to take advantage of. Um, so Liv, you can talk about what's next and what we're Yeah, I was about. just going to say, we also have some very exciting news. Wait, so- drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> drum roll, please. Yes. Next month, we're excited to launch season four um, of our podcast. And here's a little teaser, a little sneak peek. It's going to be called Confident College Style. And I'm excited that we'll record when we're together at Thanksgiving. Right, mom? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the best part of college students is when they come home. <laughs> it. So thanks, Liv, for your honesty and candor and for always being such a great role model and mentor to the younger girls in our community and, and for sharing your wisdom. Yes, you're only 18, but you shared quite a, quite a bit of wisdom today that I think will help help the ladies in our community. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for initiating this conversation and thank you to everyone for listening and, you know, for just going through this conversation with us because it's so incredibly important. This is this topic now more than ever is something we need to talk about, something we need to listen to, something we need to research about and make sure you reach out to everyone in your life and make sure that they're okay and that you're okay. Okay.